It's always all been about Jesus. Always. All of it has always been about Jesus Christ. We read about creation when there was nothing but a formless void. Nothing existed, and out of nothing, the word of God was spoken, and everything that exists, everything we see, everything we don't see, came into being. That was about Jesus. When God, in the fullness of creation, decided to make man and woman and make them in his image and likeness, that was about Jesus. When they fell from grace and decided not to receive everything that God wanted to give them, but rather grasp at things that he had forbidden, failing in trust and faith in God, and when God promised to get revenge on the serpent and to redeem them one day, that was about Jesus. When God called Abraham out of his homeland and told him, I'm going to make of you a great nation and settle you in a promised land, that flows with milk and honey. And when finally he delivered on that promise and Abraham in his old age and his wife Sarah, who too was old, bore a son and God said, I want you to sacrifice him to me, to take him on the mountain, to kill him as an offering of faith and trust in me. And when he did that, And Isaac, his only son, carried the wood for the sacrifice, for the Holocaust, on his own shoulders. And when, at the last moment, God said, don't do it, I will give you a sacrifice. That was about Jesus. When Moses went back to his people who were suffering under brutal slavery in Egypt, and he liberated them, and God delivered them with plagues, to finally convince Pharaoh to let them go. And when Pharaoh changed his mind and chased after them and they were stuck between the Red Sea and a a furious army of people who wanted to kill them, and when God miraculously parted the waters with the wind of his breath and they passed through that breath and that water to safety and that water flowed back on their enemies and everything that had held them captive and killed and destroyed it and the people entered the desert... And when they wandered in that desert, hoping one day, finally, after a long sojourn, they would end up in this promised land, this paradise, and that on that sojourn, they were fed with bread from heaven, that was all about Jesus. When Isaiah prophesied to the people that God promised to marry them, to be their spouse, their bridegroom, who would love them and care for them, provide for them. When he said, I would make you a city paved with gold and jewels and precious things. When he said, I will make you live in peace, free from all misery, all that oppresses you, all that makes you sad. When he says, I'm going to make a new covenant that will not pass away, it will be eternal. That was all about Jesus. And when the people finally settled in that land, and they thought everything was fine, that this is their destiny to live in Israel, to be dominant among the surrounding nations. And when all of that even nests and fell apart, and the Babylonians came and destroyed not only their whole city, but their precious temple, the place where God met them and accepted their sacrifices, and their whole lives were completely ruined, and they were carried off 
into captivity in slavery once again in, in, in Babylon. And when he prophesied through Baruch that it's not over, that wisdom himself, the God who created everything and ordered everything as it is in existence in perfect order, that he would dwell among them and show them the way home. And when the prophet Ezekiel, also in that captivity, told the people, have hope that God will gather you from all the foreign lands, wherever God's people, his chosen people, had been scattered to the four winds, he would one day gather them home. And that not only that, he would give them a new heart, a new spirit, so that now they wouldn't fall away. That what they could never do before, they'd finally have the strength to do. That the law wouldn't be written anymore on stone tablets, something exterior to them that they felt was burdensome or difficult to observe, but it would be written in their hearts. And the Spirit of God himself would enliven those hearts and make them faithful. That was all about Jesus. It's always all been about Jesus. The resurrection, what we celebrate tonight, is when it all finally makes sense what God has been up to. I remember when I was in seminary, I did a 30-day silent retreat, according to the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius, and I took a journal with me that was given to me when I was 20 years old. And this was some years past that, it was about seven or eight years later, and I'd been writing in that journal off and on for those eight years. Some of it, I was working for the Forest Service out in California. Some of it, I was back home, and then finally I joined seminary. And all my struggles and and joys and hopes and just kind of records of my days and what was going on and what gave me joy and what made me sad, I had written down. And at some point on that retreat, I just opened the journal, and I just kind of flipped to random pages. And I started to read. And I kind of, all of a sudden, was put back in these places in my life, in these different stages of maturity or immaturity. And I read them, and I was just amazed that I was where I was, that God had led me to where I was going to be in ordination, becoming a priest, and on into whatever he had in front of me after that. But somehow, in it, it all made sense as I was in these t- this time of silence and prayer, where I was trying to put Christ at the center, everything about my past and everything I hoped for in my future, it was all always about Jesus. Where I had come from, where I was going, where I was now, what I was really looking for all this time was Jesus. Kierkegaard, a great philosopher, said that life can only be understood backwards, but it has to be lived forwards. That is, unless you have Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, the Alpha and the Omega, the origin of history and the destiny of history. The meaning of everything is Christ. But the moment of resurrection is not an immediate moment of insight. Actually, the first reaction that most people have is confusion. Did this really just happen? The women go to the tomb at dawn on Sunday, 
expecting something, expecting to have to roll the heavy stone away, finding probably someone strong to help them. They brought all their spices and their perfumes because they were going to see a rotting corpse. They were going to care for what remained of the now dead Christ. And what they found amazed them. The stone was already rolled back. The clothes were all crumpled up and no one was in there. And nothing made sense. The tomb is empty? What is going on? And they went back after they saw the angels and they said, he's alive, he's been raised. Didn't you remember? That's what he told you. And they're like, oh, okay. And they go back and they tell the guys. And they're like, that's nonsense. No way. Christ shakes up our world so that he can set it right, so that we can see it correctly, what it actually means, our lives, our history, our past, our future. Nothing makes sense unless it makes sense in the light of Christ. Because we are like Israel in many ways, who gets complacent, who falls away, who makes idols, who sells their inheritance. We need a new heart. We need God to place a spirit within us to shake us up so that we can wake up and come back to life. Today we have five of our brothers and sisters with us today who will, in a very real way, wake up to the grace of God. One of our friends, Catherine, who will soon be our sister in Christ, will be baptized tonight in the water blessed here at this vigil. And then she'll be confirmed and receive her first communion. Three of our brothers and sisters will be coming, received into full communion with the Catholic Church. And one of our brothers will be confirmed to have the seal of his baptism confirmed in him and all of them for the, the strength needed to obey and observe the commandments of God. Our friends Catherine and Kyle and Jessica and Ben and Brian will be made new. Because what we do here tonight is not a symbol of something that happened in the past. The things that happened in the past were symbols of what we're doing tonight. This is the fullness of everything. Your whole lives have been leading to this moment. All of history has been leading to this moment. This is the time of fulfillment. When everything finally makes sense. We understand what it means. When everything that is, everything that was, and everything that ever will be will find its meaning in the risen Son of God.